What's up? What's going on? And welcome into another edition of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. What's going on? Jeremy Rushing here for a nice episode 69. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving and are enjoying a long weekend if you do have a long weekend. Um, we're going to get right into our interview in just a minute. Going to be a shorter episode this week with the holiday weekend and everything. But really, really good conversation with St. Croix SC uh, Executive Director Nathan Klinecki on everything going on with St. Croix joining USL League Two next season alongside Minneapolis City, um, their academy program that they've been running for almost 30 years. Um, and just, just really excited to learn more about them and have you learn more about them as they get set to take that next step in joining a the, you know, the adult amateur soccer scene here in the Twin Cities, giving Minneapolis City sort of another rival instant, you know, adding another rivalry to the Twin Cities soccer and the Minnesota soccer picture. So really, really cool conversation with him. Before we get to that, though, just want to run through some of this stuff real quick. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do on your preferred platform. Also, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have not yet. And you can also follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 10K Pitches. Yes, no Dominic this week. Um, I'm rolling solo with this, rolling solo with the interview. Really, really good interview. And then next week, we will kind of have a uh, a Loons postmortem, if you will, a Minnesota United roundtable. Uh, myself, Dominic Jose Bazonio, Jacob Schneider, maybe one or two others as well. Uh, talking about all things Minnesota United, you know, recapping the season and then uh, previewing what will be sure to be a very, very exciting off season uh, for better or worse for the Loons. Uh, so again, that's what's coming next week. But this week, it's our interview with St. Croix SC Executive Director Nathan Klinecki. Hope you enjoy it. See you later. Bye, guys. I promise we will get right back into the interview in just a minute. But first want to let you know about our good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. You probably heard us talk about them each and every week here on 10K. Uh, Stimulus Athletic is really, we talk about Stimulus a lot and we actually, we seek them out. Seeked? Is that the word? We, we sucked? No, no, because they don't suck. Uh, we seek them out to be our title sponsor here on 10K because like this is our audience our audience are are mainly people in the soccer community we're not ignorant to that fact and we figure people in the soccer community love good soccer jerseys and probably have teams who need good soccer jerseys every season and that's exactly what stimulus athletic provides they are locally owned and operated right here in minneapolis and their owner jason mora is a mainstay in minnesota soccer history so you're you're really helping contribute to not only the local community here in Minnesota, but also Minnesota soccer and somebody who has done a lot for Minnesota soccer and Jason. So um, Stimulus Athletic, not only are you are you helping, but you are getting a quality quality product or products in the process. I mean, they can outfit your club with jerseys, warm up apparel, you know, socks doesn't matter it doesn't have to be soccer it can be any number of sports as well so if you want an example of what stimulus athletic can provide you know there's a club you may have heard of them minneapolis city sc they use stimulus athletic for their jerseys and minneapolis city are the pinnacle of lower league soccer right now and they use stimulus for their jerseys uh other 
great sides like Joy of the People or Vlora FC here locally. It's not just local either though. Tulsa Athletic, they went to the NPSL championship game, national championship game this year. They use Stimulus Athletic. How about the Anguillan national team? A national team in their World Cup qualifying matches use Stimulus Athletic for their jerseys. War Stimulus Athletic apparel. That's the quality you're getting, but you're not paying an arm and a leg. This isn't Nike. This isn't Adidas. I don't know if I can supposed to name drop other brands on these reads, but I don't really care. That's not, you know, you're not paying an arm and a leg for this stuff. This is quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. That's the whole reason Jason pursued this venture in game gear and apparel. He played soccer. He knows how much it sucks to be out on a soccer field and be uncomfortable wearing something that's too heavy or doesn't breathe right or is just not comfortable to wear. It's quality game gear, it's quality apparel, and it's at very affordable prices. So if you are a soccer, baseball, basketball, ultimate Frisbee team looking to say, okay, who's going to uh, produce our jerseys for this coming season? Stimulus Athletic is the place you should be looking at. StimulusAthletic.com, click that Get Started button. If you have a design already, maybe you have a designer, maybe you are a designer, that's fine. They can take that design, apply it to their quality products. If you don't have a design, guess what? Stimulus has a design team as well. They do whatever you need to get you the look and the jerseys you need. StimulusAthletic.com, click that Design tab, click that Get Started button, and make sure throughout the process you let them know Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. All right, I know that was a long ad read. Right back into the interview we go. All right, joining the show this week, a very, very special guest. You might have heard St. Croix Valley mentioned on the podcast uh, over the last few weeks. And now it's my pleasure to welcome in their executive director, Mr. Nathan Klinecki. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited to have our audience sort of get to know you guys a little better um, if they don't already. So in that vein, with that in mind, I just kind of want to start very, very basic question. You know, you guys have been in the developmental scene here in the Twin Cities, uh, in in the youth scene here in the Twin Cities for, shoot, nearly 30 years, more than 20 years. Um, You know, how did that start? Um, When did you get introduced to the process? And kind of how has that evolved over the last, you know, more than two decades? Yeah, I mean, I'll go kind of real quick with some of the history aspects of it so people kind of know. Uh, St. Croix was established back in 1984. There's two, there's a lower and an upper St. Croix. They kind of combined in the area. They wanted to not just make it because we're predominantly in the Stillwater area, but uh, they wanted to make that that area, the St. Croix Valley, uh, more of a connection through everything. And so... So yeah, I, I've been the director for 15 years now. Uh, I played in the club and, uh, you know, so I co- started coaching there, was a board member, all that kind of stuff as we went. And then, you know, soccer kind of changed probably in the early 2000s where soccer kind of became more prevalent in, you know, having more staff, having directors, having more paid coaches. Um, it kind of grew then because I think when I took it over, we were about a little over 200 kids in the club, uh, U9 through 19. Now we're almost 1,000. I think we're 900-something. So so it's grown quite a bit. Uh, kids a lot from, you know, the Wisconsin area, 
we have kids, you know, in the Twin Cities on the east side, but we have kids coming all the way down from like Rochester or Duluth too. So, so we have kids from all over the place. And then, um, yeah, you know, we've, we've had really been busy the last year or so, uh, a lot of changes. Uh, we have uh, ECNL with the boys this year, which we're really excited about. And then obviously the USL uh, kind of two came kind of popped up and, Honestly, we've been talking for a couple of years about it. You know, I think COVID kind of slowed them down with everything and then, um, you know, kind of came back up and, you know, so it's uh, it's something that's exciting for the area. I think on I think me personally being around the, the soccer in Minnesota for such a long time, looking to see the men's side, I guess, having some of these opportunities and it's great Minnesota United came in and, you know, kind of bolstered that part, but still kind of a disconnect, right? You don't have, you go from the youth side and all of a sudden some go to college and then there's no real connection there. And so we're kind of hoping to build that gap and, and recognizing that there is some opportunities for players, not just realizing, okay, Hey, I'm, I played soccer all my life until 18, 19 and now I have nothing else. And so we're, hopefully that gives us, gives those kids an opportunity uh, to continue and maybe be seen by different levels, MLS, USL, you know, even maybe going overseas. We've seen this done a lot here locally on, on, on the women's side. You know, the WPSL is primarily made up of kind of uh, older, um, older age groups of, you know, their youth programs and academy setups. Is that kind of the same, uh, I guess, model that you're sort of taking with this is just kind of developing again, kind of an older older playing age, I guess, for the players that are currently in your academy? Or how is that roster sort of going to be filled out? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a little different uh, with the WPSL. You know, there's a lot of Minnesota teams there. Uh, we're looking at, you know, getting opportunities to have for our St. Croix players for sure, but then also for anybody in, in the area. Um, you know, now that there are going to be two USL, two teams, I think that's great in Minnesota for us to have that. Uh, Travel wise, you know, having a, a competitive, competitive uh, team to play against. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we're looking, we, we feel we've had quite a few St. Croix players that have gone on and play college soccer. Some have played at the, at other different levels in Minnesota. And so obviously we'd like to have them come back if they're interested. And then also just kids in the area. Um, I think we're really looking to push more of the, the college age kids more than anything at this point, we do have an opportunity to go older, but I think that'd be very uh, only a couple. I, I think we're really looking to get, get those kids an opportunity to continue to play, to get ready for college season. And then also some of them that they we think are very good to play beyond. And, and so it's, it's a wide range. Yeah. That we're looking at. We went from having no D1 or D2 programs on the college side here in Minnesota, now having one of each with St. Thomas and um, and St. Cloud State on the men's side. Um, are you are you hoping to sort of not not necessarily take advantage? That might not be the 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 right word, but hoping to sort of um, you know see some of those players sort of come in and and providing them just another option to maybe stay in Minnesota during the summer and and play with a team like yours. Yes, no, we, we definitely are. I mean, you know, connecting with uh, with all the universities in the area. I mean, I think it's great that we do have a Division One program for the men, you know, in the area here, uh, and then also Division Two, uh, you know, and then now with you know giving those kids some opportunities and also some other. There's some 
quality players at different, you know, other division three in the MIAC has always been one of the top conferences, you know, in, in the nation at that level. So, yeah, I, I think it's trying to give some of those guys another opportunity to play throughout the summer. And, you know, and we, the great thing for us, you know, we were connected, St. Croix was connected with uh, Sporting KC um, before Minnesota United came in to town. And so we really got to see a lot of what they did, you know, and, and talking to, you know, hopefully talking with Minnesota United to have a little bit of a connection, you know, with both programs, both USL2 programs to kind of see, you know, they can kind of look in, you know, want to connect. I, I think that's the biggest thing is getting the community of soccer um, to connect and recognizing this is something that, we really want to have the, the the top players to get that opportunity. And, you know, the roster will be pretty big. I mean, we'll, we'll look at different levels, it, you know, some of the younger kids, some of the freshmen, the first years and the second year guys, you know, getting an opportunity to play with guys that are seniors or are about to graduate or looking at that too. So um, yeah, we were looking to connect with most of the universities in the area, but I think it's great that having the, having a division one program and a division two program, um, to see, you know, in the area and have people, have kids watch it, have something yeah. to uh, aspire to. And I think that's also for USL too. Again, it's like, they don't really know where to go anymore. Now they do. There's not USL two opportunity. And I think that's, that's really good for the, the boys to have that goal and have that expectation that there's something to look at when they're nine, 10, 11, 12, they're like, Hey, there's something else for us beyond that. Obviously, soccer has had a huge presence in Minnesota for for quite a long time. I mean, you go back to the you know the the kicks and the you know all the the thunder you know way back to the to the eighties and even beyond. Uh, but in terms of like the adult amateur soccer scene, we've really seen that start to fill out over the last five six years, close to a decade. How long have the conversations been happening on the St. Croix side of what if we did this? What if we entered this adult amateur scene? What if we kind of added this new sort of a level? to our program, how long, you know, when did those conversations, I guess, first start happening within your program? You know, I think we've had that conversation probably for six to eight years. I would say they were, they were just conversations. You know, I don't think there was anything that we were really looking to do at that point, but I, I know there was, and I think partially because we have so many players um, that continue to move on <clears throat> that play college soccer, that want that, you know, we have a lot of our, a lot of our staff are former players in the club. And, and so, you know, it has been that conversation. And then as we've gone, all those guys start to play. Right. And they're like, Hey, St. Croix should do this. St. Croix should do this. And, you know, and it just didn't really happen. I, and I think partially because there wasn't a great format that we thought was perfect for us. Uh, when USL two contacted us probably about two years ago now, it, it was something that was really exciting to hear and, and that, and especially that they were really, they came to us, you know, they wanted a market in Minnesota and they really wanted to, to bolster the market in the Midwest. And so that's something that we were really excited about because they really wanted to do this. They wanted to put this out there. Um, and, and, and it's very successful, you know, you, the USL program as, as a whole. And, and we, we felt, you know, obviously USL two is a different level than USL in, in the sense of financial, all those type of things. And we, we thought that was a really good stepping point. And then maybe at some point USL would happen. Uh, but we're looking at the USL two part because it, I think we really look at the mission as getting our players or these players an opportunity to continue to grow as a player. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're looking for is thought there is a gap 
and and giving these guys a chance to continue that 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 opportunity. Yeah. Um, speaking of gaps, I want to talk a little bit about sort of regionally where you guys sit and and where you guys, you know, in terms of there's not a lot of amateur soccer representation sort of on the eastern side of the city, sort of eastern suburbs, maybe even like the western tip of Wisconsin. There's not a lot of amateur um, presence there, right? There's a lot in the metro, a lot on the Minneapolis side, a lot west, but there's not a lot really where you guys sit. A lot of programs like yours have sort of taken, you know, are, are, are very player focused in their adult amateur philosophy, which which makes total sense. But I think what, in my opinion, what sets the Minneapolis cities, the Duluth FCs, some of those other teams is they built a supporters culture and sort of a community culture around their club. Is that going to be a point of emphasis for you guys um, in addition to what you're doing in-house with the players, giving them an extra, you know, get, you know the, that path to pro that USL League 2 always likes to tout, sort of giving them that opportunity. But, I mean, how much emphasis are you guys going to place on sort of building that supporters and community culture around your club specifically? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a big part for us because I think you're right. I, I think the east side, you know, it's and has not really had those – uh, chances or those opportunities as we go and looking at the east side for us we're uh, we also really push into the western part of wisconsin and and so we're trying to build that fan base of the st croix east side type of kid and then obviously the western wisconsin part and and trying to building that big circle of fans and and i think first of all and foremost is we want our players and to have an opportunity like our youth players to have an opportunity to watch these games and really want to roll it around that and try to start to build that aspects. We understand that that's, that that's the easiest one for us to do is to build through our, you know, through our club. And then hopefully we start to build a bigger fan base of people coming in and watching the games. And, and, and I think that's the thing that we're looking at is, you know, how do we, get that out there, get that interested. Um, you know, we, we plan on looking at doing a little bit of friendly type games in different areas, you know, so, um, you know, looking maybe to do one in St. Paul, looking to do one in Hudson, you know, or even Eau Claire area, because just trying to build that, that aspects, because the closest one in our USL two league would be green Bay and then, you know, West Des Moines and then obviously Minneapolis city. So, so it's like, we have that connection. That's what we want to try to build to recognize it. We know it's going to take a little bit of time because uh, people just don't know much about it and they don't, they don't understand. And, but I think once we get the product, that looks kind of cool out there, you know, making it a bigger festival type of thing. So it's more of a club setting for it you know, letting our players come in, just coming and watching, you know, you're, you're a St. Croix kid. There's no, there's no cost for them to come in, you know, watch the games, you know, see that, you know, that excitement. Uh, hopefully there's some, I'm sure there'll be some players that they probably know, um, you know, from the past, which is, is, is kind of cool that way. And then building that as we go. And, and so that's our excitement about it is, you know, we know it'll take a little bit of time, you know, to build that fan base and people to understand, but uh, if the games are exciting and you make it fun for them, uh, I, I think that's that's something that we're looking for. And so it is important for us to to kind of recognize that. I think we're going to start within and then start to build out as we go with it. You know, we we understand where where the market is and what we're trying to do. Um, 
but that excitement I think is, is important for us. And that's why we're, you know, trying to build the, the marketing part of it and those type of things where maybe we haven't done that as much, you know, we, we have some connections with some, some clubs in the, that play in USL too, that we know them pretty well. So they kind of give us some, uh, some advice, you know, Hey, this is a great thing to do. You know, Hey, these are things you're going to do, which is very helpful. I mean, I've talked to a couple of the directors and uh, you know, through USL too. And again, they've been very helpful with that because I think they want, everybody wants everybody to succeed. They want it to make a great environment. So, which I think is great for us. So yeah, it'll take some time, but you know, I, I think we're, that's kind of the exciting part of it too giving those people a chance to watch games. Yeah, I think that's a, a really important aspect. And it's good to know that you guys are playing, uh, you know, put it, putting an emphasis on that. I think that's definitely a, a, a bigger, uh, a big part of it. And sorry, I'm dealing with my, no, you're, you're my two-year-old daughter while we're on the interview here. <laughs> the beauties of, the beauties of uh, having a sick kid home. Uh, yeah. um, so uh, as, as you look forward here, I mean, you're about six months away, I think from the season kicking off. Help you in a second, baby. Okay, uh, we're about six months away from the season kicking off. Um, are you guys looking? I mean, when do you guys, I guess, start building that building that roster and building that player pool? Is it happening right now? Are you guys just having conversations right now? Are you guys officially bringing guys on board? Sort of, yeah. what's that process like for you guys from now to when that season starts? Yeah, you know, so uh, you know, we we try to start to build the foundation of you know what's our staff looking like. What's our administration, you know, what, what do we, what does our actual soccer staff look like? And then what does our mission administration staff look like? And so, yeah, we've been start talking to players, um, starting to build that. We, you know, we will have a combine, you know, we have, a, we have the information out to the sites. Like you had, as soon as it was announced, um, it was amazing how many people reached out players. And, and so, so we do have a list of guys that we're obviously talking to, you know, and making sure that we're, that we're doing what we want to do, but we also want to, we want to open it up to everybody too. You know, we don't know everybody, <clears throat> you know, we have, we have a pretty good idea of the players around here. Uh, but you know, there are some other people that might have some interest in, in recognizing what we're going to do. So um, yeah, we're building that out. I, I think we'll, you know, we we're looking at doing some contests like team names, you know, those type of things. We're trying to, you know, build that kind of excitement on, okay, what is this? Where is it going? And then hopefully by we have a we have a USL two has their their big meeting in December and then I, we're hoping by end of December early January that everything will kind of start to be you know established again we'll have their combine in early January part you know so we'll start sending that stuff out um, really looking at trying to figure out what we want what's what's the best and, and again like I said we're you know talking to other clubs in the USL two program. And just trying to make sure, you know, what we're doing is right. You know, are we doing the right things? You know, good things that they did, things that, you know, maybe, hey, you know, you can try it, but, you know, don't waste too much energy on this because this isn't, you know, what you're going to do there. So, so yeah, we're, we're excited by it in that, in that aspect, but we're just trying to, you know, get everything situated. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes all the information as we go out, you know, because again, I, we want to make sure that we're, you know, doing what we want to do, but I, I'm excited about it. I think we do have a decent number of players that we've looked at already that are, that are pretty interested. You know, as soon as we found out, you know, we reached out to some people that were former players uh, or that we know around the area. Um, and, then, and then, like I said, once we we're trying to figure out this, finalize the staff and then all the administration parts. And so I, I would think, you know, right around the end of the year, we'll start to really start to establish, hey, what, what we're, 
we're going to do and then add things as we go. Once we know the schedule, what we're going to do with that, you know, tickets, those type of things, you know. So, so yeah, I, I think we're, we're doing well with what we want to do, but not a lot has been put out there yet just because we want to make sure that we're, what we're doing is correct. You know, we want to, we want to make sure that we, we start off the right way. Definitely. I think that's a big, uh, that's a big, uh, obviously a, a huge focus. It should be a huge focus. So it's good to know that it is uh, one final question here, Nathan. And again, I appreciate the time. Uh, you guys also have, you know, some, some girls programs on the youth and developmental side. Um, and as, as things grow, you see the USLW league, the USL super league, you know, yep. there's WPSL in the area, there's UWS, there's a lot of, uh, kind of similar uh, adult amateur and even uh, professional, um, opportunities on the, on the women's side as well. Um, you know, as far as your girls programs, you know, are, are you, are there plans or can, you know, do you have timelines in place? Is there anything maybe to do something similar on the girls side where you're growing an adult amateur presence, uh, for the women's game as well? Yeah. You know, I, um, I guess I don't want to say too much with it, but, uh, we, we do, we do have, we do have, uh, applications out into different programs for sure. Um, because it is something that we're looking for. Uh, I know we did do that last year too. And, and I just think with, you know, just with some of the leagues struggling with, you know, travel and expectations and those type of things was difficult. So, so yeah, we, we are, um, you know, I know with the W league, obviously that would make, that make a lot of sense. I know they're, they're trying to figure out what they're doing USL and, and what we're doing, but we'll, obviously we'd be very interested with it. Um, our girls, uh, our, our girls side has improved immensely the last probably 10 years, eight to 10 years, you know, have done well in, in local stuff done well in, you know, state cup regional stuff. And obviously we have a lot of players that are playing college soccer now too. And so they're really looking for something also when they come back. And so that's something that we, we, we like to do. Um, like I said, the USLW league would be something that would be, would be easier in the sense that, you know, we're already in that league. Um, but we do have applications out to the other leagues too. And, um, had some pretty, pretty good support with some of the local clubs too, because I know the WPSL is very Minnesota driven, but I do think there's, there's a lot of women that play college soccer that want an opportunity to play, you know, I think that, yep. right. I think there's that, there's enough environment here where it's not like a, it's not overloaded. It's not like, Oh, these, these teams can't play. It's um, so yeah, we're, we are looking that direction for sure too, because um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that we, we want to give them that opportunity. And we, we have, again, we have a lot of players that are playing college soccer that want to, play in the St. in the St. Croix women's, you know, league of some sort. Yeah. I got my daughter here next to me and that actually was her question. She wants, she wants to know when she joins, uh, you know, she's in St. Croix in 2030, if she's going to have that opportunity to, right. to move right. to the adult scene. So a hundred percent, uh, Nathan Klinecki, executive director of St. Croix SC, um, joining USL league two in 2022. Um, Nathan, as you continue to progress and move closer to the season, I have no doubt that this will not be our only conversation. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Um, uh, you know, as you continue to build the roster out and as you guys get closer to that first season. So best of luck with everything until then. And uh, again, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate the time too. And I'm, yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking again. So have a great day.